0: I'm Candace Long with Lessons in the Latter Days, offering biblical commentary to make sense of the times that we're living in. Today I want to share a little of my story as to what inspired this series. I've been studying the biblical signs of the end of days for over 30 years. A few years ago, when I realized we are actually living in these times, a new mission was born. Since my media background started in radio in the 1970s, writing and producing audio episodes was the right fit for me. Now, the reason I began this program in 2021 is that there are things happening today that very few are talking about in light of biblical commentary. That's not right. The truth is that God is in the midst of everything that is going on. And what I hope to do in the time we have together is to talk about things I believe are very much on God's heart. He knows his children are confused, trying to make sense of what is going on. Each episode you'll hear represents months and even years of research. My goal is to offer you thought-provoking, non-denominational programming on current affairs in light of God's biblical timetable. A little about me, I've walked with the Lord for over 50 years and have been a writer and producer since 1970. As a writer, I've written five books, two theatrical musicals, six screenplays, and many songs and articles. I also have an MBA and over 30 years' experience as a consultant, helping clients and businesses get in step with what God created them to be. And as a marketplace minister, I've been teaching and coaching others since 2004. One thing that makes me a little different from other teachers and biblical commentators is that back in 2006, God called me to begin studying Judaism to connect better to our Jewish roots. Therefore, I am a follower of Jesus, but am also Torah observant and dedicated to the study of Judaism. I belong to a Messianic congregation in El Paso, Texas, under Rabbi Michael Washer. Now, because of my background, I look at what's happening in the world a little differently. I make note of actual signs that put us right before the thousand-year period known as the Day of the Lord or the Messianic Kingdom to find out how close we are to that day, what that sign means for us, and how do we get ready. Today we're going to examine three signs of living in the latter days. The primary one concerns something a lot of people have been going through since 2020. Our topic is when life falls apart. I don't know what has happened in your life since 2020, but I know something has. Because there is absolutely nothing going on today that resembles the word normal. Every person, every family, every city has been deeply shaken And we are crying out, God, what is happening? Now, if this is you, this is exactly where God needs you to be. You want answers. Lord, just tell me what's going on. Whatever you want, I'll do it. Just say it. But the lesson is this. God does not speak like we do. He speaks in pictures, metaphors, parables. He may say one thing and mean another. Now, why would he do that? Because he values the process, how we search out his meaning. He says, if you cry out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like you're searching for silver as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. God honors it when our world stops, when we are no longer in control, when we're broken and shattered into a million pieces, when we can do nothing but sit in silence, stunned, speechless, because nothing makes sense anymore and we don't have answers. There is a valley of the shadow, where rhyme and reason fail. When the mountaintop you're climbing becomes a dead-end trail. You're just too tired and broken to utter a single prayer. Your spirit cries for water, but the water isn't there. Your faith is tossed and shaken like a wave upon the shore. It's the narrow path you've taken that the saints have walked before. You've entered in the fire where Jehovah fashions gold. You've entered the dark night of the soul. If this speaks to you where you have been or where you are now, I've been there. I wrote this after I had been utterly broken and stunned into silence before God. Over 20 years ago, I headed into the biggest business venture of my life, restaging and producing the world premiere of my musical, A Time to Dance, and taking it on the road. It had been a long 15-year journey to get to that point, plus years of pre-production and fundraising. So here we had this gifted cast and crew of 58, all systems were go, until the morning of our Atlanta premiere, September 11th, 2001, the day when all hell flew into our country. We postponed the opening naturally, but when we did open five days later, people were afraid to leave their homes, fearing Atlanta was next. My production company was forced to close after eight performances, so I packed up my things for the final drive home. I left Atlanta knowing I was broke, and absolutely broken. But God wasn't finished yet. I got off the interstate for the final leg home, and my car decided now would be a good time to break down, and there I was, stranded in the dark on a lonely country road. I slumped over the steering wheel, and I lost it. There were no bailouts for a musical just starting out, and here I was, a widow and single mom who had put everything on the line because I knew without a shadow of a doubt that producing this musical was what God created me to do. But in one fell swoop, every dream I ever had was gone. Now, what made it so personally humiliating is that I had over a hundred hometown investors who could do nothing but watch me crash and burn. Now, that was not my plan for my life, but it was God's. On the practical side, I did whatever I could to put food on the table, taking any job I could find going back to old clients saying, do you have any work for me? I'll do whatever you have. It was humbling. I tried to find another producing partner for the musical, some open door to take it further. Every effort failed. Every door I knocked on slammed shut. Every one. Now, the rest of the time when I wasn't working, I spent alone on my face before God. I said, Lord, I'm not leaving you until you tell me why you would allow this to happen to someone who has been walking with you faithfully since 1969. As a composer, I had nothing more to say musically. So day after day, I sat in silence waiting to hear something, anything to make sense of this. What I heard during those three years alone in the wilderness changed my life. For the Lord began to teach me over 60 biblical principles in how we can know what we are created to do and how to walk it out. That was when I wrote my first book, Wired for Creativity, and I began to teach these principles to others. Now, looking back on the whole experience, I know now that God's purpose for this musical was very different from mine. My purpose was all wrapped up in personal recognition, earning money, and finally being validated by my family as a creative who wasn't like other people. God's purpose for me was to send me to a place of utter brokenness so that I would be open to another form of wealth he desired to give me. An ancient path filled with wisdom and understanding of how to hear inspired ideas and walk them out. His purpose involved me ultimately empowering and serving others rather than elevating myself. Sign number one of living in the latter days right before the day of the Lord is finding yourself in a very hard place. A personal wilderness where your only comfort is found between you and God alone. This is exactly where the Apostle John was when he was inspired to write the book of Revelation. I see chapter 1 of Revelation as a picture or in Hebrew, etavnit, which foreshadows exactly the pattern of what will happen right before the day of the Lord begins. Now bear with me, and I'll show you what I'm saying. Let's look at the cast of characters in this chapter and see what was going on. John was the last survivor of the original twelve apostles. The kingdom and power at the time was Rome and it was extremely oppressive toward followers of Jesus. At the time of the vision, John was exiled to a work camp on the island of Patmos. Life for him was tough. John's vision occurred in what's called an appointed time, Moed in Hebrew. It's a season in God's timetable when it is time to reveal that something major, about to happen. So here was the chain of communication. God the Father had something major to reveal. It went to Jesus, who told an angel, who in turn revealed it to a beloved servant, in this case, John. How did this communication come? It came about in a vision. And this marks sign number two of living in the latter days. God may speak to you in a whole new way. Let's look a little deeper. What was John doing that day, the day of the vision? He was worshiping God on the Sabbath. He had somehow learned to give thanks and praise to the Father, even in an oppressive political climate with his whole future unknown. Now, that must have taken him a while to get to that level of submission. I know it did for me, because human nature is to mentally work 24-7, trying to get out of whatever bind we're in. When John finally quit striving, and he bowed in submission and worshipped. That's when he heard from God. Now, I need to stop right here and say something to you. If you find yourself in an impossible place where you've got no way out, you've tried everything and nothing has worked. And that's another sign when every door closes. God understands and he will let you keep trying to fix it. But if he's doing now what I think he's doing, he will wait until you have spent your last drop of energy, until you finally submit to whatever he's doing, no matter how long it takes, and that's when he will speak to you in a new way. That vision changed John's life and he spent the rest of it sharing what Jesus revealed to him with everybody that God had prepared to hear it. You see, there were people waiting to hear what God was preparing John to say to them. If God has a latter-day's assignment for you, then he is already at work preparing the people he will send you to just like you're here listening to me now. He's been preparing me to share some things that he has shown me because you need to hear them. I experienced these same two signs back to back, just like John. First, the Lord led me to a very hard, oppressive place where I was broken and there was no way I saw a light at the end of a tunnel. It took a long time for me to quit trying to fix things. But I finally did get there, and I humbled myself to accept what God was doing with me, not knowing if I would ever get out of the pit. But it was in the pit where I learned to submit to it, no matter how long it took, and thank Him and worship Him in the midst of it. Suddenly, one day, On January the 18th, 2002, I stumbled into sign number two when God spoke in a way I had never heard Him before, through a dream unlike any dream I ever had. Let me share it as I recorded it in my journal. After some kind of turmoil, I ended up in a room with my son and stepson and and something else, a small creature that was hurt it looked like a bunny furry trembling and helpless it wasn't bleeding but it looked weird it had no eyes like a stuffed rabbit with buttons for eyes but the buttons were missing I was trying to make a place for it to somehow care for it but the young boys were teasing it and frightening it even more So I chased the boys away and began to speak to the bunny, trying to calm it down. I put some food on the floor, but it couldn't see the food. I picked it up and held it as it trembled in my hands, and I said, Don't be scared. I'll take care of you. But of course it didn't understand me. I placed pillows and cushions around the room so it wouldn't run into the walls and hurt itself. When I woke up, I wrote everything down in my journal, wondering what in the world the dream meant. And here's what I wrote. The thing that was so impressive about this creature was it had no eyes. It had lost the ability to see and maneuver through life. In order to survive, it was going to have to trust its caregiver in ways it never had to before. As soon as I wrote this, the Lord spoke to my spirit and said, You are the bunny. I have taken away your eyes for a season and will begin teaching you a new way to see. Right now you don't know how to navigate, but you will. You will eventually be given new eyes to see, but until then, you must trust others to help guide your way and trust me to care for you in ways you do not yet understand. He then left me with this promise. He said, look again at the bunny. There is a place for new eyes. I will give you new eyes to see. That dream was 20 years ago and changed forever the way I see things. A lot of what I share in this program are the new ways I have learned to see. I grew up in a denomination where nobody I knew talked about having prophetic dreams. But God had come to take me out of everything familiar, to shift me into the work that He's called me to do. And now we come to sign number three. There is a shift in the heavenly timetable. The Old Testament prophet Joel wrote that in the last days God will pour out His Spirit and men and women will prophesy and see dreams and visions. I happen to be one of the people experiencing that prophecy unfold. Jesus said, Seek first the kingdom of God. Now, have we really been doing that? No, because we've been so busy pursuing our dreams. But God is doing some new things. But to lead us to the new, sometimes the old ways need to be shattered, to give us ears to hear and eyes to see in a different way. But I need to add that if this is truly a message from the Lord to you, He will never lead you away from what He has already revealed in His Word. Let me close with a dream that I had in 2007 to illustrate how God communicates through the metaphorical language of dreams. In this dream, I am standing on the deck of a large ship, slowly passing what used to be a heavily populated area. The strange thing about this shoreline is that it is covered with cars stacked some 20 to 30 feet high, piled up on the pier, the docks, the entire beach. Now, these are not junk cars. Rather, they are all makes and models, but they have all been abandoned. And I felt in the dream that I am looking at the last beachhead of civilization. Suddenly, a huge wave builds and crashes on top of the cars and sweeps away everything. I then realize that this wave is going to impact the ship that I'm on, too, because we are heading toward a huge waterfall. My heart races inside the dream, and in a split second, I have to decide whether to jump clear of the ship and fend for myself in the water or stay. I decide to stay with the ship, and we go over the waterfall, and the dream ends. Now, the key to unlocking this dream is to understand what's meant by the sheer number of abandoned cars, because God wants us to notice what He exaggerates. Vehicles are significant in a dream because they usually represent what you are given to navigate through life. Now, keep in mind, this is metaphorical language. God wanted me to see what He sees. Namely, that so many of His children walk away from what He gave them to navigate through life, to take them to the places He had for them to go. These cars These callings were abandoned. I was also shown the wave of destruction that was just around the corner that would impact everyone. That's the day of the Lord. So what was God saying to me? The time is short for you to locate, unlock, and operate your calling, your foreordained purpose you were created for a unique purpose that only you can fulfill, no one else. God gave you gifts and talents and motivations and experiences to equip you to handle your vehicle. It might be a Ferrari or a bicycle or a Boeing 747 or an 18-wheeler. The question, do you know what yours is and are you driving it. These are just some of the things that we'll be talking about in this series, because my calling is to help you find your way through the latter days when life falls apart. The journey of self-discovery is wonderfully exciting, but God reveals Himself and His purposes only to those who seek. I'm Candice Long. I want to thank you for sharing this time with me. If you'd like to know more, you can log on to my website at CandiceLong.com. Under the Resources tab, you'll find my books, podcasts, digital articles that I call monographs, online courses, and other resources that will help you interpret the signs of these times and fulfill your divine calling and destiny. I hope you join me again next time for Lessons in the Latter Days. God bless.